Hey guys, it's Carly. And this is Jade. Welcome to Mommy's Tell All. Today we are talking with mom and reality TV star Cameron Eubanks Wimberly. She just wrote a new book called One Day You'll Thank Me, and we cannot wait to talk to her about it. But first, Jade, let's talk about the big V word. <laughs> Valentine's Day. <laughs> I was like, there are lots of words that come to my mind. <laughs> I know. Not vagina. Not no We can virgin. talk about that too, though. <laughs> we, we'll talk about all of it. Um, lots of people are losing their virginity probably on Valentine's Day and mm. with their vagina. So there you go. Wow. Um, <laughs> listen. <laughs> Dude, Valentine's Day. Are you a fan? I mean, you're you're married and in a relationship, so I'm asking you because like you could just be like, yes, but you could also be like, Valentine's Day is dumb. Um, so my husband's not the most romantic, so I never expect anything like super romantic anyways from Valentine's Day. It's mm-hmm. usually he's like, send me a link to what you want and I'll buy it. So <laughs> That's great though. Yes. You know what you're getting. That's true. But I guess. There's never a disappointment in that. But we don't really like celebrate it, celebrate it. Maybe we'll go out to dinner sometimes, but that's not the world right now. So I honestly just think it's a holiday that was just designed by brands that want to make money off of Valentine's Day. And I also think that's it makes and I also true. think it can make children feel really bad in school when they do Valentine cards and like, you know, some kid doesn't get a Valentine's Day card from somebody. And even though I think oh, I do. Breaking a lot of hearts. Yes. But I do think there's like a sweetness to it, to the holiday. I mean, it's great. Like, let's celebrate love. Love is what makes the world go round. But also the, the day can just go south. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think, yeah, I think the way to go into Valentine's Day, which is so hard to do, is just set the bar super low. <laughs> <laughs> Like in a relationship, not in a relationship, you just go in and you're like, the bar is at a one. The highest is 10. The bar is at a one. So like, you're not going to disappoint me. Anything above a one, I'm like, wow, look at that. (laughs) Um, I know this year is like, you know, it's just weird. Um, My Valentine is, you know, my Valentines are Bella and Charlie and myself. I was going to like buy myself something nice. But then it's it's so like mom life of me. I go and I start looking at nice stuff. And then I'm like, oh, no, not me. I can't spend that on me. You know, my kids need this or this or whatever. And it do, it's not even like super expensive things. I'm just doing that like mom thing that we do that's like, no, I couldn't have that. For example, my mom, I, this must be a learned behavior because my mom really wanted this necklace the other day from TJ Maxx that was like $24. It had Mary on it, like the mother of Jesus. She walked by it and I was with her and she's like, I keep walking by this necklace and I just love it, but I just can't buy it for myself. Like, I just don't need to spend $24 on this necklace. So I went back actually this morning and I bought her that necklace for Valentine's Day. But it's just so funny because now I'm sitting there doing the exact same thing my mom does. (laughs) But I think I am going to maybe like buy myself flowers and like put them out and like treat myself a little bit and, you know, treat my kids to some like gluten free cupcakes or some make the day some kind of fun. Yeah. But it is weird. Yeah, there's my so- expectations are very low for myself. There's- <laughs> Dude, I feel like you're not alone. So <laughs> um, 
But I do think you can, like you said, you can make Valentine's Day fun. You, It is what you make of it. And yeah. we all have like somebody in our life who loves us and that, who we love. So it doesn't always have to be a romantic partner. Like it could be – You're totally yeah, right. I feel like that's yeah. like the part that is disappointing is when it's supposed to be surrounded by – romantic love when there's so many different kinds of love that should be celebrated. You're right. And some of us don't have that romantic love anymore. I mean, I do kind of mourn the loss and I know this will come eventually again, but I mourn the loss of like the nice Valentine's dinner with like champagne and like a nice steak. I I will say that I think about that and I get a little sad. Girl, I'm going to send you a bottle of champagne. <laughs> oh man. My mom's so funny. My mom usually comes over on Sundays and spends the night. That's like her thing. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, Sunday's Valentine's Day. No, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna be alone. My mom won't be here because I can't obviously take my mom away from my dad for Valentine's Day. Maybe I'll just invite them all over. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting Valentine's Day, but we're all going to have interesting Valentine's Day. I just say, if you're single, treat yourself. Even if it's like not like an expensive thing. I'm not even talking about money. I mean, like even if you just like really want like an extra glass of wine or like a scoop of ice cream from your favorite place or the best pizza in town, you do it. (laughs) Yes. You know, it's ironic too. It's like, what sounds like a great Valentine's gift to my, like for me from my husband, I guess is just like, if I could spend it alone. <laughs> oh yes. I, I get it. The people that are sad that they're spending, you know, you may be sad if you're spending it alone and that's completely valid, but I would like, that would be heaven to me. I will watch. Well, it's like alone, like no kids. alone. Yes, no kids alone. No husband. I just yeah. want to like maybe watch a couple sad Valentine's day movies. And, oh yeah, and cathartically cry <laughs> and yeah, eat what I want to eat, that. and and yeah, have room no, service. nobody touching me, nobody asking me for things. Yeah, yes. that sounds nice. That's a really good. That's like the best kind of treat yourself. <laughs> yeah, where you really are only treating yourself because there's nobody else around. That, I mean, that's very non-existent in my life. So it sounds like a dream. Yeah, I know. It's, but it is a nice dream. It's a nice dream. <laughs> but those are like very high expectations. Yes, I need to bring my myself back down from the seven to the one. <laughs> Just bring it to like a three, I think. Maybe a three is good. Uh, anyway, I mean, Valentine's Day, it, I do appreciate that it is about love. But you're right. There's like tons of different types of love. and you should just celebrate that even if it is self-love and love should be celebrated in whatever form that is love should be celebrated every day you know like i mean it's yeah it's, i think that's an annoying thing about it yeah i mean it is nice but it's a tra- tradition i suppose and it is has like maybe there's a little bit more intention behind it but we shouldn't just yeah yeah i mean i guess like yes you should feel like if you're in a relationship you should feel loved every day but if you're not and you do feel it a little bit more on that day, that's like, I guess, kind of nice. I don't know. This is speaking from a single person right now. <laughs> it's okay. I'm like, any love is good love. It's okay. When you sat there and said that you should feel loved every so day sad. if you're in a relationship, I was like, do I? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man. I have, I do feel like I love myself more now than I have in a very long time. I've like taken time to reconnect with myself, which is like really great. So Valentine's day is, is more that, and that's okay. Maybe next year it will be different. Or maybe it's like Christmas in July, like Valentine's Day in July. That could become a thing. Do it. If you feel like it, do it. You know what? I'm going to. <laughs> maybe, wait, whoa. Maybe by July we'll be able to hang out with each other. Uh, I miss you so much. I. Uh, it is insane. That picture I posted yesterday of us at the Grammys, and then I was like, we were, look how, like, we were dressed up. We were doing things. We were doing things. I know. It's a- with heels on. It was so weird. The other day, I was actually out looking for a pair of heels. I was in Nordstrom Rack. There was boots. I mean, I guess it is winter, but there was like maybe five pairs of heels in the whole six and a half, seven. Like, and there was aisles of shoes and there was only a few pairs of heels, which I thought was super weird. And then I realized nobody's going out or doing anything. Why would they have heels out? They won't be selling. But then I got like, I was like, this is weird. I mean, we could be wearing our heels. I don't know, like around the house. I mean, <laughs> we could. I don't remember the last I, time I put on a pair. Of- I just felt the real like desire, the need to like. Yeah. Well, I did throw away. I had a in the move, like one of my boxes of shoes got mold all over it from sitting in the garage. So I had to throw all of the shoes away, which was so sad because they were like my nice shoes. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I just need a pair of heels. If I'm going to go to dinner, I'm going to wear a pair of heels. I just am going to do it for myself. And then I couldn't find any. I just thought it was so weird. I know that sounds like stupid first world problems and it totally is. But I did think it was weird that I went into a couple of shoe stores and there was like not everything was like a flat or a flat boot. I was like, OK, nobody's going anywhere. I get it. Why don't you just throw it in my face again? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. But anyway, I'm really excited to talk to Cameron today because first off, she's just like the cutest little Southern thing ever. And she's going to be talking to us about a book that she wrote all about, I mean, all about her, but all about her motherhood journey. And she, I feel like, has quite the tale to tell. Yeah. Um. So let's hear from our sponsors really quickly and then we'll get Cameron on. holding your book in my hand right now and I'm looking at all these toys that you you like obviously like look super put together and you have all these toys under you and then on the back they're all like thrown everywhere and I I'm like we have that toy we have that toy (laughs) that's hilarious I actually just bought my daughter well my daughter doesn't have it yet but I just bought the little push carriage thing for her third birthday (laughs) that is the that is the best thing ever it's Palmer, so cute. It's so cute. Palmer plays with that still every day. And you know what's funny is today when she was at school, I did a toy clean out. My house is so <sighs> full of crap right now. I took a plastic bag. I'm also PMSing, but I took a plastic bag <laughs> and I just started throwing stuff in it left and Good right. Good for you. That's like, really hard to do. At this. She hasn't played with this in a month. We don't need it anymore. But then, guess what I did? I went to the, I felt guilty, and I went yeah. to the toy store and bought <laughs> and bought her more. No, oh god, that you're me. Yeah. That's me. Uh, That's what I do. Oh, 
Oh. Uh, I get it. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard. It's, it just, is hard. And they get so excited when they get a new thing and it gives I you know. pleasure. <laughs> I know. I know. I just wanted to like read from the, the back of your book too, because it's so cute. It says, one thing I'd say is go with your gut. That is something I've realized along the way as a mother and in life because my gut has never failed me. If you do it with a sense of humor, you will be okay. Trust me if I can get through it anyone can that is such a motherhood life statement Isn't because it? going with your gut as a woman yes. and as a mom is so important and really though if you trust that I you will succeed yes and I um I, one of my best friends that's pregnant right now she messaged me yesterday and she said what's the best piece of advice you can give me and I said, honestly, tune everybody else out because there is something mm-hmm. primal that takes over when you become mm-hmm. a mother. You can't explain it. Yep. It's like some kind of superpower. And you will know you will have a gut feeling. You will have a new intuition that you never had before. And you will know True. what is best for your baby. No book is going to mm-hmm. tell you the best thing to do. You're right. I also, I love that your book um, one day you'll thank me is all about like you just making your own decisions and kind of saying like, this is the decision I made. You can take it or leave yes. it. Doesn't matter. This is what I did. Yes. I think that's and it- so true and so important, especially you being like a reality TV person, you're going to get flack all the time. I know Jade and I do, yes. but just being brave enough to say, this is my choice and yes. I don't really care what you think. <laughs> yes. Just to, I, I preface everything with just because this worked for me does not mean it doesn't work for you. You know, I cannot imagine having my child in my bed. My very best friend cannot imagine not having her child in her bed. And it works for Mm -hmm. her. It doesn't work for me. And either one of those decisions is not right or wrong. It's what works for you. It's it's so funny because I think uh, Jade can attest to this. That's, we are so, I mean, we have lots of similarities in the way that we parent, but so many extreme differences. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and that's, but we love each other because of, because we're different yeah. and support each other through those differences. And your kids are probably both like just as happy. Right? Oh yeah. One, 100%. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So can you tell us, tell us a little bit about your book. I know we kind of, I've been giving you a little s- summarizing things here and there, but can you tell us about your book and why you decided to write well, your book? There is a lot about about motherhood in there, but I tried to include other little bits and pieces as well. And I've had several people write me already that have already finished it and said, you know, I'm not a mom. I'm not a mom yet. You know, I'm a single, a single girl. And I learned so much from your book. So that has made me feel really good. And really the main reason I decided to write it is, well, number one, like I have a platform right now and it's a good time to write a book. You know, I'm like, I'm going to be a washed up reality TV star in like five (laughs) years and then I won't be able to do it. But also, you know, just one of the positives with social media is when I was on the show, um, Southern Charm, I had so many women, you know, of of course you get nasty comments in the DMs, but I also got so many positive messages to me with women asking advice about motherhood, you know asking about my indecision to even become a mom and saying, oh my God, I went through the same thing or I'm going through the same thing, but I haven't told anybody because I feel shamed. And I found myself like counseling these women (laughs) that I didn't even know, like in my direct messages. So I thought, you know what? I just need to put all of this into a book that someone can actually pick up and read. Yeah. Yeah. It's very brave. Oh gosh. That's nice. (laughs) I can relate. I really do feel like it is because there's so many things that you talk about. Even the idea of like, you didn't even know that you 
wanted to have yeah. kids and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm, oh, I'm pregnant. What? Yes. <laughs> you yes. Know? Yeah. It was, um, I, I have never been a maternal woman by nature. Um, Mm -hmm. I've obviously developed that now that I'm a mom, but I was never like the little girl that like played with dolls and dreamed about having, you know, multiple kids. It did not come natural to me. And there's so many women who it absolutely does come natural to. And, you know, the doctor puts the baby in their arms and it's this immediate, like, you know, they're crying and it's an immediate connection. I didn't have that. I wish I, I wish Mm. I had had it, but I, I I didn't. And that doesn't mean that I like love my child any less or that I'm some weirdo or that something's wrong with me. So much of it is, is it's hormones and it's your brain chemistry and you can't help it. You cannot help it. And I think it needs to be talked more about and normalized. So many women, I think, suffer um, postpartum depression and and baby blues. I, I think I was kind of in between the baby blues and and a little bit of postpartum depression. I didn't have it to the to the point of being medicated, but um, there was definitely a little something wrong with me. And I think the largest contributor to that is just sleep deprivation. Not sleeping oh, yeah. will screw your brain up, truly. So yeah, it's it's hard. It, it, the first few months, it's like, it's like Navy SEAL training, or at least it was for me. For me. <laughs> Jade is in the no sleep. She's on the no sleep oh, yeah. train right oh, now. God. It's, it's, I'm, my husband the other day had like a rough night sleeping. He's like, I didn't sleep. I'm like, nah, yeah, I'm on the 11th week of no sleep. For 11 weeks straight. So do not talk to me. <laughs> yeah. And no, I mean, and I was, I was telling somebody the other day, like it's, there's a reason why they use sleep deprivation as a form of Tor- like torture, of, tra- torture. of torture and training in the military, because right. it truly pushes you to your limits. And when you mm-hmm. are a new mom, not to mention just the shock to your system of becoming a mother for the first time, but also mm-hmm. not getting the sleep. I mean, it's, it's kind of a recipe for not being well in the mind. So once that baby starts sleeping, oh, yeah. once that baby starts sleeping, it's like a whole new world opens up to you. And you talk in your book too, about like how you sleep trained your daughter. Yes, I did. I did. I read so many books. Um, and the one that resonated with me was the mom's on call method. That that worked for Palmer. Now, I know other women that have tried it, and it, it has not worked for them. But for whatever reason, that clicked with my child and, and got her sleeping. I mean, the sleeping really is. It just messes with you. Yes, it does. Yeah. It does. I mean, I was doing well, and then we moved into a new house, and now my daughter sleeps next to me. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Does she? Like, so a, I'm, like- I'm, yeah, well, th- I mean, there's been a lot of transitions going on in our house, but yeah, she was sleeping upstairs in this new house. And then I finally got my son sleeping through the night. He's, he's one. And then she turns three in a couple weeks and now she's just, she's just a mess, but it works for us right now. And eventually she will get, I do have a bumper in between us. Yes. So she can't kick me anymore. Yes. Well, that's but um, I'm like, eventually I'll get her back up there. Now, is she, right now, though, is, she a three na- is she a three-nager? Because my, Palmer is a three-nager all the way. Oh, yes. Yeah. Everyone tells Oh, me- yesterday in the bathtub, she goes, Mommy, I need a little alone time. Oh, my and God. And I was like, I, I sent my mom a text and I said, she needs alone time. Oh I was God. like, I can't leave her alone in the bathtub. And also, what are you seventeen? That is hilarious. But you know what? Every my um my 
father-in-law was a family practitioner and he says that the sweetest age especially for little girls is four he said four is the best he said they go from being a devil at, there a devil at three to an angel at four so oh my let's gosh cross our fingers <laughs> Jade, Emmy is like three and a half, right? Is she at the good part or is she still in the bad part? She turns four in August. And she, I mean, she's like what I call like a sour patch kid. Like they're sweet and then they're sour, right? Or they're sour, then they're sweet. So she, I mean, she's definitely a three-nager. She knows what she wants. She's not afraid to tell you if she likes it or she hates it. Like, Or if you're talking and she doesn't want you to talk, she will say, don't say that. Like, do not talk. I'm, or or she'll she'll straight up tell me, she'll be like, listen to me. You know what I tell myself in this day and age, we need assertive girls. Yeah, you know it's a good thing they are not I little totally wallflowers. Agree. You know we will appreciate this about them later. Oh yeah, I do not shame her whatsoever. That's... She's actually right here. You want to say hi, Amy? Hi. <laughs> okay, so you also have talked about that you were you were like one and done. Yes. And it's funny because I was like one and done and then we had an oopsie, but he's like the best. So I'm so glad we had the oopsie. So how, you're still like strong on the one and done. I I am. And it's funny. It's funny, though, because um, I was doing a podcast yesterday and the, the, the host had five children and she goes, Cameron, you're an idiot because when you have two, it's actually less work for you because they play with each other. Oh, that's Um, true. And I'm like, you know, you do have a point there, but I, um, I don't know. I try to be self-aware and I, I get overwhelmed extremely easily. It's, it's one of my biggest faults in life. Um, I'm very easily overwhelmed and really Mm -hmm. the only reason I would do it would be because I would be overcome with guilt about not giving her a sibling. I wouldn't do it because I necessarily wanted another child. I would do it because, uh-huh. you know, am I, am I robbing her of, of having a brother or sister? So that's, that's my struggle. Yeah, I actually, that's kind of, I mean, we weren't really being, we were like mm-hmm. pulling out. <laughs> but um, I was having that same yeah. struggle too, because I was like, if I want to give this kid a sibling, I don't want them to be right. like seven years right. apart. But like, do I want that? Or like, am I taking something away from them by not having a sibling close in age? But my, um, gosh, husband, -husband, (laughs) ex-husband, I don't even know what to call him anymore. Uh, he has three kids and the youngest is 12. So I was like, well, you know, she has like a, a sibling that's like, you know, like 10 year different. I was like, oh gosh. And so I was going through that in my brain, but then obviously like, we had my son Charlie and he's like just delightful. But, um, I, I do remember being like, Oh my gosh, should we, should we not? I don't know. And then I think God just said, you should. (laughs) So we did, but, um, I totally get, I get that. And it's weird. Yeah. I totally understand that. I feel like when you, when you have just an only child, like a lot of people kind of look at you, like you aren't a real fan, like you aren't a real complete family. As strange as that sounds, I don't know. It's like people just can't understand just just the one kid thing. But I like a part of it is so beautiful because you get to give all of your yeah. love to just That's like true. one person. That's true. You know what I mean? I think like and it's hard. It is hard as a mom to be like, let me give you attention right. and let me give you attention. And oh, I'm holding him so I can't right. hold you. There's something really beautiful about you just always being able to like well, hug that's her. Sweet. You know what? They're all going to turn out fine no matter what. <laughs> very true. <laughs> that is very true. One thing I actually love about your book too is you said that in like when you were 
uh, testing for your pregnancy, the first one came out negative and then the second one and third one came yes. out positive, which that's why I'm like, everybody go yes. get a second test. Yes. <laughs> Seriously. And, and I tell everybody, go to the dollar store. Go get the dollar store test because they were. Yes. They, the dollar store test actually told me that I was pregnant and the like $30 one told me that I wasn't. So, yeah. So, you, but you said you were having like a very strong intuition that yes. you were. Was that just because it was your gut or were you no, having symptoms? Just, like how did, what was it? It was just the weirdest thing. I wow. just woke up that morning and I thought, I'm, I'm pregnant. I don't know why. I, I can't understand. And it was oh also gosh. the weirdest thing. I knew it was a girl. I knew it was, and obviously it's a 50-50 shot, you know, but I, I knew it was a girl so much so that like, I didn't even wait for Jason to be with me. I just called and I said, tell me, what is it? Cause I did the blood test. He's like, don't you want to wait uh -huh. for your husband or like make a cake or, you know, do it. No. I'm like, just <laughs> tell me it's a girl. I know it's a girl. And she's like, it's a girl. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is, I love that though. Have you always been like that? Have you always, your guts always just like pretty much it's been weird. on? Like y'all, sometimes I wonder if I have a little bit of a, I don't know. I don't want to call it like psychic ability, but I have these like very strong gut feelings mm -hmm. and like nine times out of 10, they come, they come to pass. It's weird. It's really weird. Did you have one of those for your exit of reality TV? I did. I did. Yeah. I, um, and it's so funny because everybody makes such a big deal about this, about me leaving the show and it must've been some crazy reason for me to do it. And it really, it really wasn't. It was just simply, I, my gut told me it was time to leave. I needed to be done with it. I needed to move on to the next chapter in my life. And, and so I listened to it and, and I did. And obviously, you know, it was a hard decision because there's so many perks, but I ultimately had, had to listen to this voice that kept saying it's, it's time to be done. And the time to be done is now. That's awesome. Though. Yeah. Because you, it, because you'll always be like, I got told me to do it and I did it. And it's the right decision. Right. Well, it has not failed me yet. Knock on wood, knock on wood. <laughs> Let me find some. I'm I'm in a bathroom right now. Oh gosh. Here, I, I knocked on wood for you. Okay, so we have a few more questions. One, uh, we like to ask our moms, what is the biggest lesson motherhood has taught you? And what is one thing that surprised you about motherhood? The biggest lesson it has taught me so far is my God, you have to learn, you have to learn the art of patience. That is one thing that I struggle with every day of my life. I know it is a lesson that I came here to learn. And I think God gave me a child because he knew I needed to master patience. And when you are a mother, you have no choice. And it's tested every single day. So I try to be, I try to have patience. I try not to let my emotions and my temper, because I do, I can't have a temper, believe it or not, get the best of me. Definitely patience. And then what surprised me is you, you, for the, for the first time in your life, you actually learn what unconditional love is. True, true unconditional love. It, it's a love that you will sadly never probably know unless you become a parent. And it's really cool. And it's also absolutely terrifying. It's one of the most wonderful things and one of the scariest things because it makes you incredibly vulnerable. Uh, well, thank you seriously so, oh so much for coming are, on. It's such so a pleasure to talk to you. I feel like we're new friends now. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree. That's how I feel. Cameron, can you tell us where all of our listeners can find your book? 
Yes, you can get it anywhere books are sold. Um, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, local little tiny bookstores, which I am all about supporting, especially right now. But yeah, anywhere books are sold. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on and telling us your truths, your mom truths, and just being so Aww. vulnerable. And, oh, and my kid is now Emerson. <laughs> now I'm about to get disconnected. <laughs> Baby girl, you cannot do that. <laughs> thank you all so much. Have a good day. Oh my gosh, Jade, did she remind you so much of, well, she reminded me of Whitney <laughs> Bishop Angel and Dolly Parton. Oh, her sweet little her. accent. She reminded me a little bit of Tia Booth too. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> well, she is like just a delightful human. I, I agree. I think like how she said, like we, we have like new friends today. I feel like we would be friends with her. Just, um, she's like our A hundred percent. Yes. I, I love this book. You guys should go out and get it. It's called One Day You'll Thank Me. It's so real. I, I appreciate, like, we always appreciate the real mom that comes on here. And she's just like a real person. You can tell she just kind of says it like it is, which is like a very Southern thing to do. But I so love and appreciate that about her. <laughs> Not else to say on that yeah. One. yeah. Well, you guys, thank you so much for uh, listening today. We really appreciate it. Please uh, rate and review this. Five stars, please make our day. We would love it. All right. Thank you guys. And we'll talk to you next week.